0: Hello I'm James Fitzsimons and welcome to The Career Scoop, a podcast all about career progression, advice and experiences aimed at assisting those who are in career transition. My guest is David Ryan and David is a car obsessed mailman raised on a farm in the west of Ireland, then cut his teeth as a door to door salesperson and then spent four years working with BMW before then chasing his dream to move to Vancouver. And work with Lamborghini, David. You're welcome to the show. How's the weather in Vancouver today?
1: Uh, The weather is—it's like home. It's teeming rain since last night. Unfortunately, I love to say it's yeah, it's 26 degrees and everything is uh, everything's great and it's paradise. No, it's teeming rain.
0: (laughs) That's that's good. And so tell me, so you're west of Ireland farmer? Yes, sir. Yeah. then to BMW, and now sell Lamborghinis in Vancouver. Do
1: tell. In in, in a nutshell, a load of other obstacles and stuff and in, um, in between. Yeah, from uh, from Mayo, um, grew up on a, a fairly large farm for the West of Ireland and worked there with my dad, you know, all through my youth, really. Um, college dropout, the usual tale. I was in Sligo doing health and safety. Don't ask me why or how, but... Um, I was up there for a few years and um, yeah, it just wasn't a thing, you know? So I left with a year to go and I started working in door-to-door sales. And then from there, I realized that sales was my thing, you know, and I'm obsessed with cars. So I was like, right, I need to work this up so I can get involved with cars and did door-to-door sales, then did business-to-business uh, around petrol stations with cheap iPhone chargers for a year and a bit. And then I was in software sales, um. Which was great but i had no interest you know i was watching the clock every day and then yeah then i got um in with bmw i was with them for four years um so yeah that's what uh, that's what got me on my road and built my cv up to to let me expand to bigger and better things you know
0: uh, and tell me about your back you you rushed through the college the health and safety in sligo uh, uh, it was obviously a, mem- yes. a memorable <laughs> time for you, but maybe I mean there's lots of people I mean you know post school third level isn't for everybody and so what was your thinking going in yeah, yeah. and then what was your thinking going out, and what would you say to somebody who's who's there now, particularly at the and all that
1: There was nothing going in to be honest um back then that was what two thousand and eight there wasn't a whole pile of I suppose you know. It was still quite limited in what options you had. Well, not limited, but, you know, trying to figure out what you wanted to do. You were either going to be, you know, an accountant, consciously surveyor, an engineer, do a trade, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, unless you had brains to burn, then you could go on to, you know, the um, the bigger things. But uh, I didn't really know what I was doing with myself. So I just, you know, like a lot of people do, I threw a dart at the at the dartboard of, say, the CEO and whatever came back as an offer, just went through it, you know. Um, but I realised I had a year left to do in in health and safety. And I hadn't a clue what I was doing. You know, it was just all science, physics, maths, legislation stuff. I was, it was, you know, wasn't my thing. Um, so yeah, lack of guidance, I suppose, and uh, thought into what I wanted to do. But you know, a lot of people that happens to you know. So, uh but it, like you said, college isn't isn't for everybody. You know, a lot of people I know that have got the degrees and you know from from college and stuff and never bothered doing anything with them, went on to do something completely different.
0: Gosh, yeah, it's funny because I, I, I go back to my own time and it hasn't changed. It's nobody brings you through a process. Here's where you might fit. Here's a bit about yeah. what this is. Here's someone who's done it. They might tell you about the journey, yeah, and, and what they found yeah. good about her or maybe not so good about her. And then at least you've got a bit of data that you can actually make a decision, but you kind of fall a Lot of people just fall into stuff and realize, oh my god, this is not for me. Uh, uh and yeah, fast, and fast yeah. forward now into uh, selling Lamborghinis. Tell me about that.
1: Uh, so yeah, just um, you know, it was happy enough for BMW for a while, and then it just got very mainstream. You know, it was very competitive. You're always fighting to get a deal done, and you're competing with all the other, you know, you're competing first off with 12 other dealerships in, in Ireland because you know, Ireland is you can be anywhere from from the West Coast in two hours to another dealership and there's, I think, 12 or 13 of them. So you're always competing with other dealerships and then you're always competing with the likes of Mercedes and Audi and, you know, it was just always, it was always a challenge and it was always a grind. Uh, I did very well there now and and everything. And, you know, it it, it was great. But I just, I lost interest in it because it was that competitiveness, and there was no uniqueness to it. When I went in first, it was kind of like, oh BMW is as high as I can really get in Ireland. This is great. was excited and I was you know ticking off the boxes of the level of car I was selling you know like going on to sell this you know this one for this price and then work my way up but once I'd all that done it just became repetitive again and um, and I was like no this is and you know I was looking for expansion in the company and I wasn't really getting it so uh, I you know I didn't want to be selling all my life I had uh, you know a lot more plans in my head. So moving into
0: from BMW to to Canada then to sell Lamborghinis tell, tell us about that journey.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I was doing quite well at BMW and, um, you know, making decent money and stuff, but it just got very repetitive after a while. Um, You know, it was so competitive the whole time and I was looking for expansion and I didn't, uh, that wasn't really coming. So myself and my partner, Sean, had always looked at, you know, the possibility of living outside of Ireland somewhere. Um, Somewhere worthwhile, you know, like we could easily move to England, but we wanted to go, you know, far enough that it was a completely different, you know, lifestyle um and you know supercars i'm obsessed with, with cars so that was my you know top of the ladder for career-wise for me so we looked at places that would have had a high volume of supercar dealerships and that and our first thought was the likes of abu dhabi or dubai um that's where we thought we would end up and you know we we knew there was good money to be made there but realistically you know i'm a red-headed freckly irish guy And that sort of heat wasn't going to last too long. And also, you know, we're both from the countryside and we love the outdoors and stuff. And you just wouldn't have spent a year or two there, but it wouldn't be long-term, if you get me. We looked at the likes of Sydney and um, just came across Vancouver. um, Googled it, saw where it was situated in the world, you know, on the the US border, on the coast, mountains, lakes, rivers, inlets. Um, Yeah, it was just... As soon as I saw those photos, I was like, "That's it, yeah, let's go." There was no more convincing needed. I was never set foot in Canada in my life. Sean had been over in Canada a few times, but never Vancouver. Um, so we just, yeah, we just applied for the um, for the visa, um, and we got that approved. I think in like November 19, and half an hour after the visa came through, Sean had the flights booked to Canada for um, for March, and I was like, and she's like, "Yeah, flights are booked," and I was like, "Okay, that's." Fair enough. We're doing this, then there's no no turning back. So um, I worked the January in BMW and a bit of February. uh, Handed my notice and um, left in mid to in um, end of February. I think it was yeah, it was when I finished up. And we were supposed to fly out then on the 16th of March, and Coburn was sort of setting in, so we tried to bring the flights forward. And then two days before we were flying um or yeah three or four days before we were flying everything just shut down so we had to stay put we had moved out of our apartment in in Galway I'd left my job and we were living back down in Mayo with Sean's parents so I uh, ended up working on the farm for three months with dad just keeping busy and um in the meantime come say I had already handed my notice at work in messages to a couple of dealerships got a couple of interviews and then I sent one to the guys in Lamborghini and um, told them about myself and attached my CV. And within a couple of hours, they had emailed me back to jump on a call with the owner of the company. And I had a call with him the following day. And uh, yeah, he basically offered me the job over the phone that day for for another dealership, for a Lamborghini in Calgary. So at the time, we owned Calgary Lamborghini as well, uh, which is inland, not where I wanted to live. So I was kind of twixt in between. I was like, this is amazing. I'm actually getting offered my dream job. Put it in Calgary, so he said, take a week to think about it until to your partner and stuff. And I rang him back. I said, look, thanks very much, but you know we didn't move across the other side of the world to settle in Calgary. And he goes, totally get it. He said, that's fine. There's a job for you in Vancouver whenever you arrive. So I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled.
0: Wow! And what was it? You guys Mm -hmm. just connect, uh, did you just connect on the call? I mean, obviously, you know about cars. Actually, you might just explain because I'm not a. I know what a BMW is. I know what a Lamborghini is. But you might explain the supercar thing to people who may not, who may not know.
1: What? Yeah, supercars would traditionally be two seater mid engines. Um, um, yeah, two seater mid engines. You know, huge brake horsepower uh, performance cars. You know, at a at a at a, a huge premium. Um so you know like you have you have a lot of fast cars out there BMW do a lot of fast cars um and then you go for you know the likes of McLaren, Ferrari, uh, Lamborghini would all be would be in the, the supercar bracket you know so what is some of Lamborghini- the Porsches would, would...
0: yeah what does the Lamborghini Sorry? cost what does the Lamborghini cost uh
1: depending on depending on the car um so Cars are a lot cheaper here than they are in Ireland, for that way, you know, it's like if you if you could buy one in Ireland, it would be you know probably double the price. So here, uh, they start off, you know, the Urus and the Hurricane. Uh, the Urus is the SUV that i SUV, and the Hurricane is the the smaller of the two supercars that we do. They would start off depending on spec for like two hundred seventy thousand dollars plus taxes. So there's huge taxes here. There's twenty six percent. Um. But you could also buy the same model car for over 400K if you put some spec into it and went for slightly different variants of models. All the way up to the Aventador would be starting off for like $600,000 up to, you know, a million, a million million dollars um, plus taxes. And then you have some of the one-off Lamborghinis, you know, rare models that they bring out might only make a hundred of them. Those things can run into, you know, Three point five million type of type of style.
0: Okay, so 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 the owner of this franchise is talking to you four thousand miles away. Uh, you're yes. sharing, you're sharing that you dropped out of Sligo IT because you didn't like you didn't <laughs> like yes, the health yes. and safety. So what do you yeah. think? What do you think? What did you give them over that call? I mean, obviously you you you've sold cars, but there's got to be something else that happened. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, um, I don't. I, I don't know. I suppose you know you'd you'd have to ask him what he saw in me. Um, but I suppose I don't know. I the way I approach my career, no matter what I was doing, I, I approached it with a very honest. You know, I'm the same fella talking to you on the call as I am the same guy standing in the showroom as I am the same guy meeting with my friends. You know, I'm not. I don't put on a face. Um, you know, I might tidy up the Mayo accent a bit when I'm talking to millionaires and stuff, but. Um, you know, I, I don't put on a face. I don't put on a, a you know, a false anything. I'm just me. Um, I never I will, I won't lie to people. I'll be honest. Like if it doesn't, if it's if it's going to, you know, affect it in a negative way, let that you know that's that's the way it is because, you know, if you start lying and you're not honest, it's going to you're going to get caught. How can I and yeah so suppose that and i had a very successful career with bmw and luckily there was a, a guy from galway working in mclaren which is another supercar garage right across the road from mcgini i didn't know him personally i had you know had a call with him just to get a feel for the place over here and the owner of my dealership actually called, went over to him after the call just to see did he know anything about me and he said i've only talked to the guy once and you know he seems like a lovely, you know. In fairness, Sean um, is the name. He he um, vouched for me. He said he seems like a lovely guy, and judging by the place he's he was working, the BMW dealership. If he's done very well there, then he can do very well anywhere because it was, you know, it it, it had, that dealership had the reputation for being, you know, hard hard going, hard work. You put in a lot of hours and a lot of efforts, you know, to to do well there. So he said, if he can do it there, he can do it anywhere. So um, that kind of helped, you know. But um, I don't know, yeah, maybe the whole, I don't know, my upbringing, the farming background, you know, it it does give you a different approach to work. Even though over here is completely different Ireland, there's none of this working on late in the evenings, uh, working your days off, none of that sort of stuff. You know, yeah, I'll be on the phone to customers on my day off and stuff like today. Um, But, you know, they're very much about come in, do your work, go home. You know, enjoy your family life, enjoy your recreation, all that sort of stuff. There, it's very, it's definitely all about family. Recreation comes first here, and your job. Then you make sure you do your job, and you you get plenty of time to do the rest.
0: So, for that twenty-two-year-old that eighteen-year-old out there, what advice can you give them from the point of view how they how they show up? Because there's a lot of people saying you must be you must be somebody else because because the 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 screen or the 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 uh, TikTok or the social apps yeah. are presenting this visage and uh, yeah. I'm just curious your thoughts around that because obviously you you, you know you you see people you see people coming in and out to your showroom you know who's going to buy you and who's not going to buy you you, you know you yeah. you, read, you read people
1: um, what I would say to the likes of those you know um, guys that some of them are just you know coming out of school or some of them are out of school and they're figuring out life and they don't know what to do with do themselves and stuff is you know there's a couple of things you know for one like I suppose don't be afraid to you know when you're young you're 18 to 22 or three you know don't be afraid to get stuck in and you know work not saying i don't agree to do it all your life but you know to get to work hard get stuck in work all the hours there is in the day just to kind of cut your teeth and kind of like <clears throat> you know prove that you can do it to an employer but also don't let them take advantage of you don't let them walk all over you um you know, it just gives you that, you know, like, uh, no, I'm not painting everyone the same picture, but you know, over here I see that a lot of the young people, you know, they're everything's paid for until they're in their early 20s and then they go looking for a job and, and they want to start off, you know, all the way up here straight away. They want to have, you know, beyond the huge money and they want to, you know, to have the, the perfect career from day one. You know, life isn't that simple. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of, you know, depending on where you're coming from or what you're trying to do, there's a lot of bad days, there's a lot of long days, there's a lot of figuring out stuff, you know, what am I doing, and don't panic either if you don't have it figured out, like, you know, it falls into place, like, I didn't have it figured out, I was, you know, left college and was doing door-to-door sales and, like, had a notion in my head that this was going to pay off and this was going to be, you know, there was, like, a ladder you could climb and, you know, it turned out it was all a lot of, BS you know but um I followed that and then after that you know I wanted to get into car sales and at the time there was nobody hiring like I was applying for de- for jobs in, a, in an Opel garage and they wanted like five year you know main dealer experience before they didn't you know they'd entertain you for a junior position which you know makes no sense so that's when I went you know I was like right well I do the door to door um to build up my CV. And then I went, you know, found the next little step up the ladder with, you know, business, to business sales, cheap iPhone chargers, you know, for a startup company. And that didn't work out, but it was another year on my CV. And then the software sales after that was another year and a half. And, you know, all jobs I didn't want that I just did to build up the CV. And I I was applying for jobs in, in garages the whole time and nothing was coming. And then all of a sudden I had a great CV behind me and I got my position in BMW. And, you know, that led on to having enough experience and to um to, to get the job I have now, which is, you know, my dream job. That's so, that, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. So it's hard work and it's, it's building up stuff and, and how about networking or maybe mentors? I mean, do you have anyone that you could say, go on, keep going, you're doing okay. Door to door. I know it's tough. I've done a bit of it. It's, it's all about yeah. rejection. It's all about yeah. embracing the rejection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But are you like, you You do, you do learn, like, and, you know, if any, any guy out there is looking for, you know, to earn a few bucks over the summer, you know, I'd nearly say just do it just for the experience alone to give you an appreciation of, you know, you meet some interesting people, you meet some horrible people, you have some great days, you have some awful days, um, but you do, like, you do learn a lot from that sort of stuff. And I heard that on the door a few times, some businessmen said, you know, fair play to you, what you're doing now will stand to you, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, But, you know, not to say that everyone's going to do that um yeah long days but again just at that age because you know you're you're probably going to be single you're not going to have any serious ties you're not going to be involved maybe in a mortgage and stuff and you know just kind of put in the work early on so you don't have to do it for the rest of your life you know what i mean it's like you don't want to be mid 30s 40s doing that Then you know working you know 14 hour days or whatever 15 hour days and six days a week and all that sort of stuff you want to kind of have get to a position where you've done it early on. So you don't have to, you know, you've done it early on to prove yourself and then you don't have to do it, you know, from there on. Um, also I would, you know, if I could have talked to myself back then, um, well, I kind of was talking to myself the whole time was I had, you know, no, I did. I, I figured out what I wanted to do roughly, not exactly where it was going to end up, but I knew I wanted to be involved in cars um that was you know that was my thing that was my passion so for all the people out there if, if they have a passion of on, about something you know have a sit down and think of ways that you can um ways that you can you know make that a, a career um you know do a bit of research see what's up out there you know whatever it might be if you're into fitness if you're into you know whatever it is you know have a look to see what way you can and and work towards that and again you know you might know exactly like you might want to get involved in say like you want might want to be a sports reporter or something and you might get an into a you know a, a, a job that is nothing to do with reporting but you're like you know doing administration well, you know, you're in the door and there's and that leads to other possibilities and you're in that environment and you you pick up stuff, you know. Um, that, you know that's just a rough example, but try yeah, try. And, uh, yeah, try.
0: And did you have any mentors? I'm curious. Did you have people you go to someone, and it could be lots of them to say, what do you think? Or, or someone who who just volunteered, whether it be through football or whatever, say, listen, I think you should go over here or you'd be great at that. Yeah. I'm just curious. I'm going to Canada in particular because arriving up to the door like going to going to school for the first day, and you, know, you you met a fellow yeah. on the phone. You know, hi, I, I'm David. Nice to meet you, Mister yeah. Boss. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was a little bit intimidating. Obviously, you know, we moved here. Um, that was my thing. I didn't really want to go, go someplace that I knew a lot of people. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, to build a little Ireland somewhere else. I was just going to expand my career and you know see what else the world had to offer. So we knew nobody um obviously career wise you know I didn't have any you know prospects I didn't have anything, so came here with you know my mouth wide open um and had to start off you know very very fresh <clears throat> completely different level of career for me um completely different um way of life different culture um so yeah, there was a lot to a lot to figure out uh did I have a mentor not really, but what i, I I'm middle with sponge, so you know same with BMW and the same with, 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 um, any place I would have worked is, you know, I kind of see the guys that are doing well and I'll kind of watch them, you know, and see what they're doing and kind of, and, and like one guy who worked there in, in Nermigini, Patrick, he's there nine years, really, really good guy, um, knows his stuff, beautiful way about him, you know, very, you know, the way he, he, he deals with people is, is very, you know, he's off to a T, um, so, yeah, I was kind of just in his ear every day asking him questions, constantly asking him questions, asking and asking and asking uh, and just watching the way he, do, he does things. Because <clears throat> going in, I was kind of thinking, <clears throat> oh, well, this is Lamborghini. All the guys that work there are probably millionaires as well and they all have you know notions about themselves and, oh, I'm only from Ireland and, you know, I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. Not the case at all. Everybody who works in there is just, is just another person. You know, normal guys, humble beginnings, a lot of them. Um, really nice people, um, and very, very, very helpful. You know, they want to see you succeed. Um, you know, and that's the thing. There's no real, you know, there's no begrudging. There's no jealousy. It's kind of like they'll do whatever they can to uh, try and help out. Um, so yeah, I I picked his brain a lot. Um, but there was no, <clears throat> I thought there would be like a a. a how would I say, a step-by-step way of doing things there, you know, that they need you to show me. Like, this is how you introduce yourself. This is how you start off the conversation. This is how, you know, whatever. And I asked him to him, I said, like, have you kind of like a process? He said, no. He said, Dave, you've sold cars for four years. You've done sales for how many years? You've done very well at it. So do whatever you do. You know, there's no right and wrong here. Do your, your approach is your approach. It obviously works for you. So I'm not going to tell you not, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but... At the same time, there was little things that, you know, you learn as you go along. Um, how to read different situations and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, I kept my hunger that I had with BMW, you know, with like following up with people. The difference is with Lamborghinis, there's no discounts. Price is the price. We only get a certain amount of cars to sell a year. They have to sell for full pop. So there's no... There's no bargaining, there's no discounts, there's no back and forth with, you know, price changes or whatever. So from that point of view, I found it different because, you know, I was used to that of giving a little bit more for a trade and discounting the car a little bit more until you got the deal done. Or like, you'd have a guy in the show with BMW and you'd stay back and forth until you had a deal agreed. Here it's, you're just helping the customer on their journey uh, to get their dream car, you know? Um, You know, giving them all the knowledge you have, you know, pointing them in the right direction, you know? Pointing out the, the pros and the cons, et cetera. So, from that point of view, it was a little bit different. Um, but I still kept up the consistency of following up with them to see what they thought. You know, obviously, I didn't have any discounts to give them, but you know, kept it on their minds, which you know, a mixture of both seems to have paid off for me. And,
0: and is that kind of the follow-up phone call? Or how, how does that work? Because obviously, if someone's going to buy a car, they have the cash. So, that's not an issue for them but it's, it's, it's the quality they want and it's the, it's the experience and, and how long yes. does the sale take? I mean, is it, is it, is it initially, does it take a couple of weeks or is it something that i have that now. Thank you very much.
1: <clears throat> um, not everybody has the cash ready to go. Some people have just started off in their journey. Um, you know, they might have, they might have just launched a, a business um, that they're waiting to take off and they're ambitious and they see this is where they're going and they're starting their journey on you know and, and that's the thing is you meet a lot of people that use you know the lamborghinis as their as their aim and their goal and their you know the, the drive that keeps them going you know and the drive that makes them work hard and the drive that's like okay if i really want this i have to keep pushing so you get a lot of that people that started off on the journey that could be six months out they could be a year away um um so yeah it, i've had people buy a car on the day i've had people buy a car within a couple of days within a week within a few weeks a couple of months and the guys that took a year to um to 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 sort out and people that are ongoing since day one that i've been there still haven't bought a car but are still kind of lurking around and pop up every now and again and you know and you're the, and then you know you're the guy that has i suppose educate them, help them, and, you know, when the time is right, you know, hopefully it, it all works out, you know.
0: Networking, going to a new country, you know nobody, how, how has that landed for you?
1: Uh, so, yes, networking with everything that went on with COVID, there was no networking events, unfortunately, that I could have, you know, we went to one, um, which was organised by that guy from Galway, which, which was good. Um, LinkedIn, um, James was the big thing that I used. So I use LinkedIn a lot in Ireland. Um, You know, got a good bit of interaction from it and good responses and stuff. So when I came here, um, that's what I did. I just put out a LinkedIn post um, to say that I started Lamborghini Vancouver um, and that any business people in the area or, you know, um, just anyone that wanted to connect on LinkedIn from BC or from Vancouver, from Canada, to please reach out and you know, so I can spend my network and meet them maybe sometime for a coffee or have a chat, whatever. And yeah, got a huge response from it, uh, massive. And um, it built from there like one of the first reach outs that ever came from a, a, a guy said, You know, hey, David, I saw your posts. congratulations. Myself and my business partner are looking at buying two Lamborghinis, we'd love to meet you. They came in two weeks later, um, two East Indian guys, and the nicest guy you could ever meet. I'm so humble and you know just really appreciated you know t- taking the time to meet them and um the conversation started from there and fast forward about three months later the first guy bought his first lamborghini off me and then the um so his business partner bought a car off me and then the guy that reached out placed an order for a brand new factory uh, spec lamborghini and he picked it up about two months ago um become very become very good friends with them um you know they've referred loads of people on to me. They're my little, um you know, ambassadors. They're telling everyone about me, sending people my way. You know, they're so. Yeah, LinkedIn was huge, really so, big. So, um, so, big so help. I, I, I presume your post is go to the red-haired Irish-looking
0: farmer. It's slightly more. Yeah, it, yeah. It pitch pitches a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more classier. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yes. I, yes. You can't, you can't miss me. You can't miss can't me.
0: Just looking back over BMW, knocking on doors, computer sales—any funny stories of that kind of mad stuff that happens? I'm just curious. If you want to share something that that uh, uh, you can think of? Uh, I
1: any mean, massive? Oh, oh, plenty, plenty. Um, yeah, stuff I probably shouldn't should, shouldn't tell a lot of. It. But uh, yeah, like I suppose when I was younger. Oh.
0: A funny one. A funny one. That's kind of
1: you know the. Well, I suppose I always had a passion for the, for cars. You know, besides you know working and being in, when I was you know especially when I was in college and in school, I used to go through, you know four or five cars a year. I would um, I was always buying and selling them. So I buy a car, sell it for more. Buy a car cheap, sell it for more. And I was working my way up. You know, I never had any money. I always had a nice car though. Um, you know, wheeling and dealing. Um, and I suppose back then, those you know, I was out golfing recently. And I was chatting to a, a an Irish guy, and we were talking about back then and the stuff that, you know, I used to do or get away with. Like one day I set off, I had a 01 BMW, and I wanted to get this particular um It was a Honda Civic type R. And I couldn't get a swap with the guy to get, you know, the way I wanted to work. So I found another guy on the internet that had a, one of these Mitsubishi Evo cars, and he wanted a BMW. So I drove up to, uh, Kildare, uh, met him, did the swap with my car. He gave me 250 euros. And then I organized for the guy with the Honda that wanted the Mitsubishi. And I drove from Kildare to Kilkenny and met the guy with the Honda and swapped with him again. And he gave me 250 euros and I came home with the car I wanted and 500 euros in my pocket. And a pure, you know, and I think back, I had no insurance on the car at the time. Uh, from the trip from Killear to Kilkinny, and sure I didn't know he was going to take the car pure pure chance in my arm but you know you were young and you didn't see the consequences and you know, you're nothing really to worry about and it worked, it worked out because I sold the, the car I wanted for about three grand more than I paid for the original one and I had 500 euros extra so uh, stuff like that yeah, stuff like that was all uh, good times that, that, that's, that's a great story
0: uh, your busy stress mindfulness Move. you know how do you how do you switch down after a busy day
1: um, how do I switch down I I suppose in the last year I um, started going to the gym I go to the gym about three times a week not I don't know how do it. Um, I only go for like 40-45 minutes um, I play a bit of golf now but you know maybe once a month twice a month if I'm lucky Walk the dog you can hear in the outside barking. I walk him first thing in the morning and um, we walk him again in the evening. Um, but yeah, do a bit of reading. You know, you didn't watch, you know, went through phases of reading. I was reading and then I wasn't, and now I'm back into it. Um, yeah, you know, watch a bit of telly. Uh,
0: that's uh, what that sort of stuff. So switched out. So, how you know, yeah. you've had a very interesting career uh, and hugely successful.
1: Uh, uh, Thank you.
0: Five words to describe your, your career to date.
1: Um, five words roller coaster, hard work, um, passion, fun, and rewarding. That's nice. That's a, they're a nice, they're yeah. nice word.
0: And a lot more to yeah. come, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing I suppose I, I, I try and incorporate into um into my work and day and my life and my career is I'm a bit of a messer, you know. I always try and have a good bit of fun. You know, I, I take my job very seriously, but I try and have a bit of crack, you know, the Canadians don't understand what a bit of crack is, but um I try and have a bit of crack, you know, with, with people at work and you know um outside of work and you know I don't I, I don't try and be a stiff, you know, I'm i naturally like to have you know a bit of fun and you know a bit of messing and stuff and you know you kind of you know, you're having a laugh with, with your coworkers and stuff it, it you know it builds up you know it keeps you going it keeps the morale up and um yeah not to take it all too seriously and you don't have to go around you know you know completely bet into work and this is life and you, you can't enjoy it because you have to make money etc you know if you can tick the box of doing what you love, a bit of passion, having a bit of fun, working hard, you know it'll all fall into place, and you'll um, you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy your life. That's a, a great way to finish. Uh, just that last line
0: It's fabulous, and I think uh, the, the 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 your friend your friend is looking for some more attention there. Uh, he is, yeah, uh, he, he's happy <laughs> there. But David, I want to thank you so much for for sharing some 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 of your of your journey with us, and uh, I think there's a whole lot for for a younger person who's who really doesn't know where they are and uh, yeah. not, not not sure and there, there's always a road
1: uh, if you kind of look yeah at don't head. don't don't panic absolutely don't panic you, you know there's, I I meet people that I have you know they're in their early twenties and they're very very successful you know and they're you know maybe they own a Lamborghini or they have you know they've got their own business and stuff and. Oh, I look at my seventeen. You know, I was like, oh, I was a bit of a late starter, you know. But everyone's their own. Like, it's a long life. You have a long, you have a long life of of work. So don't be worrying if you're, you know, especially if you're in your teens. Don't worry if you're in your early twenties. Don't worry if you know. As long as you're aware and you're, you, you're conscious that you're gonna to want to do something, then it's gonna work out for you. If you, you know, if if you're sitting back and you've no interest in you, know, everyone's their own. No, there's no right and wrong. If you're happy, you're happy. Yeah,
0: that's great. But don't, but don't panic. Great. Well, listen, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. uh, Not all, James. Okay, listen, mind yourself. Thank you for listening to The Career Scoop brought to you by Elevate Career Advice and Elevate Executive Selection, Dublin and Bermuda. I'm James Fitzsimons, and I hope you've enjoyed listening. Join us next week for more episodes of The Career Scoop. Hope to see you there. Bye.